Hello, this is Ken Barron from the National Association of Black and White Men Together. Just got back from our regional meeting in uh, Indio, in California, and it, I really enjoyed it. However, I was pretty apprehensive about the midterm elections, but it turns out the so-called red wave is just a trickle. In the latest results from the pivotal elections, Democrats appear to defy historical odds in critical midterm elections as an anticipated red wave did not materialize. The president's party has averaged a loss of 28 House seats and four Senate seats, but our turnout smashed all record. That might help explain why polling failed to capture the widespread feeling among Democrats, which grew after the Supreme Court's re reversal of Roe versus Wade and the January 6th hearing over the summer, that the core Democratic rights were increasingly at risk. Republicans were still poised to win one, if not both, of the houses, with possible transformative consequences for our freedom and our values. Early results indicated that Republicans could end up with one of the weakest performances in decades by the outer power party against a first term president's party. We are anxiously waiting the Senate races in Nevada and Arizona, as well as a tight contest in Georgia that could be headed for a December runoff to determine control of the upper chamber, much like two years ago. A Republican House, even with a smaller majority than expected, will still be a major blow to expansive legislative ambitions and presaging two years of grinding partisan conflict focused on congressional investigations, fights over debt ceilings, and potentially government shutdowns. To keep control of the Senate, Democrats need two of their endangered incumbents, Mark Kelly of Arizona and Catherine Cortez Mastro of Nevada, to hold on to their seats. But Miss Cortez Mastro was trailing with 75% of the ballots counted, and Mr. Kelly's sizable early lead has shrunk as more results come in. If only one of those two prevail, Democratic control could rest on either the last ballots in Georgia, pushing Senator Ralph Warnock over the required 50%, or on a runout that the race would be captivating for the country. We are heartened by the hard-fought victory of Pennsylvania's Lieutenant Governor, John Fetterman, over the celebrity Dr. Nanette Oz, flipping the seat held by Republicans for the only party switch in the Senate so far. Other Democrats once thought to be vulnerable held on easily, including Senators Maggie Hayson of New Hampshire, Michael Bennett of Colorado, and Patty Murray of Washington State. But in Ohio and North Carolina, two Republicans endorsed by former President Donald Trump, Trump cruised to victory. The author and investor J.D. Feist defeated his Democratic opponent, Tim Ryan, in Ohio, and Ted Budd run, uh, won the North Carolina seat being vacated by the departing Richard Burr. In the fight for the House, only one Democratic incumbent, Elaine Luria, of Virginia have been defeated 
by earlier Wednesday. But her loss was matched by the defeat of a veteran Republican representative, Steve Shadowman, in Ohio. The GOP also won two open House seats vacated by Democrats in Florida. Republicans started the evening needing just six more seats to slip uh, to win the majority. With seats still in play in New York and several Western states, control of the House is anything but settled, and it could be days before the next majority is clear. So here's what else you need to know. Voters were also determining which party would control 36 governorships and an array of critical state positions. Democrats won the much-wanted contest in Pennsylvania, where Shapiro swamped Mastriano, a high-profile far-right ally of Mr. Trump, who embraced his lie about the 2020 election. Inflation was a key issue in the race, leaving Democrats grasping for a response. But Mr. Trump's influence saddled Republicans with weak candidates, and the Democratic base turned out into large numbers. Voters in California, Michigan, and Vermont chose to enshrine abortion protections in their state constitutions, indicating that, when asked directly, a broad cross-section of Americans want to protect abortion access. In Kentucky, where abortion is currently banned, voters rejected an amendment that would have said there is no constitutional right to the procedure. In a game that has long elected big personalities, Mr. Evers, a Democrat, is more likely to talk about his pickleball game than feed red meat to the base. That image serves to immunize Mr. Evers against some of the harshest Republican attacks, especially in the suburban counties that have long made up the heart of Wisconsin GOP. For all the Wisconsin Republicans focus on crime, the party couldn't reverse the erosion of support in the crucial Milwaukee suburbs that have served as the heart of the GOP base in the state for generations. So Mr. Errors won because he was able to duplicate the strong showing for Democrats in the counties that ring uh, Milwaukee. Meanwhile, Chris Kobach, the hard right Keynesian, whose prosecution of voter fraud made him a national Republican figure, was rejected by voters in the last two elections, but completed a political comeback by winning the race for state attorney general. Jocelyn Benson, a Democrat, has been re-elected as the Secretary of State in Michigan, according to the Associated Press. She has faced repeated harassments during the campaign and fought back a challenge from the Republican candidate, Christina Caramo, who made false claims of fraud in the 2020 presidential election central to her campaign. Meanwhile, diverse candidates made history in the midterms. Maureen Healer, the nation's first openly gay lesbian governor. Maxwell and Alejandro Frost, first generation Z member of Congress. Wes Moore, the first black person elected governor of Maryland. Katie Britt, the first woman elected to the Senate uh, from Generation Z, and the nation's first uh, openly lesbian governor. More women were nominated for governorships and state legislators, more black people nominated for the Senate, and more LGBTQ people nominated for the House than ever before. 
Robert Garcia, a Democrat who won the House seat in California's 42nd District, is the first openly gay immigrant elected to the Congress. Mr. Garcia's family immigrated to the United States from Peru, where he was a child, and he was undocumented before obtaining citizenship as a young adult. As I said, Westmore, a Democrat, is the first black governor of Maryland and only the third black governor elected since Reconstruction. Voters in California, Michigan, and Vermont chose to enshrine, enshrine abortion protections in their state constitutions. To remind you, results of competitive Senate seats in five races, Georgia, Nevada, Arizona, Alaska, and Wisconsin remain outstanding early today, Wednesday. According to the most pre uh, recent projections, Republicans are favored to win control of the House, while the Senate is leaning towards the Democrats. Given all of this, it becomes critical to continue our fight for our freedom and values. As Mamie Till Mobley said, quote, we are only given a certain amount of time to do what we were sent here to do. You don't have to be around a long time to share the wisdom of a lifetime. You just have to use your time wisely. There is no time to waste. This is Ken Barron with the NABWMT asking you to fight for our rights beyond the, the midterms here. And please subscribe to our podcasts and our, um, our blogs. And you can visit us on nabwmt.org. Again, thank you so much for listening.